0: Trading Nut episode
1: 100. How is this any different than any other niche? Like this is the largest market on planet Earth. So if you become one of the best players in this game, like you have an unlimited earning potential. And that's why it's like I refuse to put a, a resistance on my thinking. Like I just truly refuse to do it because there's people who are my age that are managing hundreds of millions of dollars.
0: The market's gonna do something. Your job is not to fight it. The
1: market never ever runs away. It's always there.
0: That personal diary of trading Before we start, I'd like to thank our sponsored partner for today's episode, City Traders Imperium. Now, CTI has one of the world's best funded accounts and learning platforms all in one. Get a CTI Forex funded account today and advance a step closer to achieving your personal freedom. To find out more, head over to citytradersimperium.com. That's citytradersimperium.com. What's up, traders? Welcome to the 100th episode of Trading. Now, I didn't Think I'd get, and I did think I'd get here. I did think I'd get here. It just seemed to take forever. I just seemed to be stuck in the 80s and 90s forever. Here we are, episode 100, and by heck, I've got a doozy of an episode for you here. We've got Jason Stewart, a trader from the US, who's got a fantastic story. He's actually a good mates with one of the other guests I've had on the show, Forex Bish or Andrew Bishop. So he was the one that recommended me to Jason, and I'm so glad he did because this episode is up there with my favorites got it got to listen to it. it's coming up in just a second so you're going to hear all about his journey from being a quarterback living with an nfl professional to uh, to trading and making over one hundred thousand dollars in a day okay so guys this is coming up all in a second before we jump into this i do want to let you know about a book that i've been i've just started to read i've just downloaded it and it sounds awesome I'm like probably about I mean it's I'm I'm when I say reader, I'm listening to it, but I'm probably about uh let's say maybe I don't know, ten minutes into the book, twenty minutes into the book. And it is it's gonna be a doozy. Now it's it's called Breathe. I believe it's fairly new, but I think this is gonna be a game changer. So stay tuned for future episodes of Trading Nut where I tell you what I've picked up in this book and it'll save you reading it and some t- tips and techniques that I've used but it sounds like this stuff can is like a massive life hack so anyway stay tuned for that or if you want to listen to the book go and get it on audible it's called breathe and uh it, it's just the start of it is brilliant so um what else is going on here look we've got the scalper vs scalper final coming up this week uh, uh so if do check that out check out the replay uh we've got a young kid our young kid, kid uh, kid Jacob, 15 from Sweden, taking on another young guy. Uh, we've got uh, Aaron from the UK. So I think this is going to be epic because we had a really big, big uh, day yesterday when we did the semi final where Aaron took out uh, Matthew from Ireland. They both got over 2R. Aaron ended up with 3.9. And I, I just realised, I think even Matthew ended up with over 3R or just on 3R. Uh, it was so close. You've got to go and watch this episode, guys. It was scalper versus scalper, the semi final number two. So close at the end. It was right down to the last few seconds. And as to whether or not one of the um uh, Matthew could take out Aaron, so you guys got to go and check that out some great trading on on uh on the show there as well uh, more cool stuff coming up we've just finished the the Black Friday sale so if you got on board with that, great if not, um go and check out the robot I've got running up in the uh on the site it's a it's a free robot I'm giving it away for free at the moment I don't know for how much longer uh, but it's currently done to hundred uh, percent on the account so you want to go and check that out you can get access to that and all the stuff that comes with that and my training to teach you how to build your own trading robots so guys that's all over there on trading that uh yeah i think that's it for today let's just get on with the show it's so good i don't want to ramble on here let's get on with the show with uh jason stewart listen up guys and we did shoot a video after where he walks through some (laughs) this amazing trade or trading day that he had so guys stay tuned for that make sure you subscribe on the YouTube channel so you don't miss videos like that in the future. And let's get onto this show right now. All right, folks, we've got Jason Stewart here on the Trading Up podcast. Uh, He's got quite a story to tell us, I think. Uh, We're about to hear that in a second. Uh, Recommended by uh, Drew Bishop, who's also been on the show. So go and check that podcast out as well, guys. Uh, So Jason, welcome to the show. How are things over there in Atlanta?
1: Things are phenomenal. You know, once again, I appreciate you bringing me on. Uh, just really hoping to impact and inspire as many people
0: that decide to tune in and check out. You know what it is we're going to talk about today. Cool. Well, look. Um, to start off with, we we sort of want to get to know you a bit. So, do you want to give us your full story, sort of, like from you know high school through to uh, how you became a trader and what first attracted you to trading and, and the journey into that? And I'll ask some questions along the way.
1: Most definitely. You know, so for me, I I originally come from Alexandria, Virginia. So anybody who's seen Remember the Titans with Denzel Washington, that's my city. Um, And out of high school, they always told you, go to school, get good grades and get a good job. And I knew the only way I was going to go to school is if I got some form of athletic scholarship. However, I didn't have a single one. You know, there weren't any really schools across the entire United States that wanted me to come play for them. So I actually had to go to community college for two years, and after my second year there, I became the number one quarterback in the nation, um, and actually got to sign with the University of Memphis. Now, after signing there, uh, I came, showed up to the the university, I walked into my room, and there was a six foot seven, two hundred and forty pound guy who also played the same position I did, and he was a stud. Like he w- he ended up being a first round draft pick, went to the NFL. Um, So I didn't get to play much, but the beauty in that was the fact that I had to transition my mindset. I had to say, okay, if football isn't going to be what takes me uh, to where I want to go, then it's going to have to be something else. So I actually started my own clothing line for Christian athletes. I ended up designing for players all over the NFL, Odell Beckham, Lamar Jackson, you know, just to name a couple. Um, And I started to see, wow, there's other avenues. There's other resources and outlets for me actually get to those levels now let's fast forward Uh, once I did graduate I had two degrees in hand and I moved to Denver Colorado to go live with my uh, roommate who was then playing in the NFL and I thought this was a dream case scenario I didn't even actually try to go to the NFL because I was so confident in my entrepreneurship ability and it's funny how sometimes overconfidence can lead uh, to your demise sometimes overconfidence no different than in trading which we'll get into can sometimes uh, be your 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 biggest failure, and uh, I started to quickly realize m- moving out there, not having much money, that you know I had to I had to go get a job. You're not having a car, only having about two thousand dollars to my name. I went, and got a job at Target, and I was stocking shelves from two a.m. to ten a.m. And after about two months of that, I got so sick and tired of uh, being there, not living out my purpose. And I came home and I googled ways to make money online. And I had actually come across an 18-year-old kid uh, who said he was trading Forex. I saw the lifestyle uh, that he was living. He was traveling all over the world. And when I first messaged him, I actually thought Forex stood for fake Rolex because I asked him what he did and uh, how he got involved. And I literally thought Forex was fake Rolex. So I told him, bro, listen, I don't want to sell those fake watches. Like, I'm good on all that. And, you know, after about three or four calls, he eventually – um, got me to sit down and actually take a look at it so you know fast forward two and a half three years later um, you know here we are now and it's just been quite the journey so that's the summed up version but it really just went from nothing to big time player to then not getting to play to then back broke living with the millionaire
0: um, and then trying to figure out what to do next well wow, what a story well look let's dive straight into that trading part of the story so you, you started learning from this kid, uh, and then how did it progress from there? How did you? What were your struggles? Because it's, it's look, it's not an easy, easy profession. You've, it takes time to, to get there. So, do you want to walk us through that in a sort of step by step process? Yeah. So, I mean,
1: even the uh, the platform that I had joined was predominantly on trying to teach people how to trade. Uh, but the reason I joined was because they had essentially a mere trader at the time. And I thought, okay, wow, I could, I'd could, i rather have somebody else trade for me, especially since I don't even know what this stuff is. And I remember, you know, w- like figuring out a way to get $8,600 in an account. And I, I'm seeing good growth the first week or two. <laughs> but then after that, it was downhill. Uh, it, this was this individual who was mere trading the account, didn't use stop losses. And at that time, I didn't know what any of that stuff meant. So he was a swing trader, not using stop losses. And for about two months, I held over $4,000 in drawdown. And this was my first time ever in trading. So, you know, most people, uh, they, they most likely would have quit. Most people would have got scared and ran. And what's so interesting is this company that, that I was going through, they actually, after that, that two or three months, then told us, hey, mere trading is illegal. So we actually have to remove this service. Um, and they said they had to remove the service. So they actually closed out all the open trades. And we were stuck with what was left over. And so half my account was gone and yet they were still telling me, yeah, you know, push people to come learn here, push people to come try this out. Um, and ultimately I decided, you know, I'd rather I'd rather go a different route and uh, learn elsewhere. Now me over leveraging on those couple of signals that I did take in order to get the account back to 8K, uh, once again, showed me enough. Like I had already seen that Forex was real. I had already seen my account grow in the beginning. So I knew profits were possible. Um, it's just literally sitting there watching thousands of drawdown um, in your first experience. Literally, I joined June twenty sixth, two thousand and seventeen, and I was live in the market with AK by July fourth. So it just goes to show, um, you know, how quickly I was like, "Well, let's just dive right in." Especially if I'm not going to be the one trading, and to experience, you know, thousands of dollars in drawdown for months. Uh, If anything, I would say it kind of made me numb to it. You know, there was times where literally I had so much anxiety as I was holding my phone, like my hands were numb uh, because it wasn't even my money. And so I was I was doing it to try to set myself up for the future, not set myself back. And, you know, seeing the account dwindle and get that close to blowing, it was like, wow. You know, my mind was
0: starting to scramble as far as to what else to do. It's very difficult at that point A eh? because I suppose especially if you have never you know have got very little understanding of what on earth is going on with this market and it's you know you're literally going I've got no idea where it's going to go and I'm just hoping I'm just hoping and praying that like it's going to turn around at at some point. So I mean, how did things turn around for you there? Like I mean, that was that was the initial foray. So this was on the, the this was on the back of the kid that was you know getting you into this. Did did you actually yeah, learn any? Me. Yeah, did you actually learn anything for, from from uh, from this guy? Like any aspects of trading that were were useful?
1: Um, I would say for the most part, like it wasn't so much him that was teaching me how to trade. It was he was he introduced me to a company that was supposed to do that. Um, and so you know I, I leave names out because at the end of the day, you know it's, everyone's journey is their own. Just for for me specifically. Um, I look at it as I needed to endure that level of drawdown. It was my first time in any market, period. I had never invested before, period. So for that to be my first experience and to have to go through the fire like I did and maintain that for months, um, I feel like, if anything, it's just a testament to what I'm made of. Because, like I said, you know, a lot of people, I was making $300 a week stocking shelves. So I had already started doing the math on, you know, how long am I going to have to work to pay that bread bag? Like I was starting to, you know, it, it just wasn't a good experience, but I still had to remind myself every single day, if not this, then what? And that was the That was literally the question. I remind myself every day, if not this, then what, if I don't figure out how to make this work, what's my plan to still be able to live the life that I wanted. And there was never any other answer than these charts. So, I just decided, you know what, let me take my talents elsewhere and go study from somebody who's strictly focused on teaching. Um, and yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's what I went and learned from Q Banks uh, after a year of struggling and not seeing results. I uh, took his course um, and just studied it every single day for a year and a half. You know, I went through a, a period of life where I was at my rock bottom, you know, everyone talked about like rock bottom and this was definitely it for me. Uh, My mom had called me and said she just got diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. Uh, My girlfriend of six years had broke up with me and just basically, you know, told me that I was headed in the wrong direction and my best friend, you know, the individual who I was living with and I had seen as my brother uh, essentially was telling me what I was doing was a scam, you know? So it's just, once again, I tell people all the time, if your vision isn't tested, then it's not a true vision. You know, that's how, um, something becomes authentic it has to be tested and so i found it so ironic that at my lowest point it was almost like god was clearing out all the distractions from my life to rebuild me up to what i needed to become and he knew if there was all these other things um going on that i maybe would have given it the right level of focus
0: and so so you how many hours at the charts were you spending on a, on a week or a day basis uh, so essentially, my stepmom
1: runs a daycare, in-home daycare, so uh, I would go work as a carpenter with my with my pops. We would wake up around 7 a.m., and then we would be back home around 2 or 3, and then I was on the charts the entire time after that, and, you know, he would come into my room and turn the lights off. Um, you know, sometimes he'd be getting up to go to the bathroom, and he would come in and, like, turn the lights off or make sure, like, I wasn't still up because it would be 3, 4 a.m. and I will just, you know, he would see the laptop on my chest. But that's because it was, like, every time I would learn something, I would want to then go back test it. I would want to go try to implement it. And um, I just even still remember, like, a lot of my friends at the time kind of making fun of me for demoing as much as I did um, because I wasn't even posting my demo profits. I was posting the actual moves that I was catching. And um I was so excited about it. No different than when I practiced football and I would post those highlights. You know, there's there's highlights that people don't get to see. Um and it's not like they still didn't happen. So I still encourage people, you know, don't post demo for the wrong reason, but you should take pride in your practice and uh that's how you're gonna continue to level up, at least in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, so do you think there's sort of like a, a correlation behind the fact that, you know, you did to find success in football you had to do the practice to then sort of, you know, bring that into Forex and go, well, okay, if I want to get better at this, I need to do the practice. Whereas a lot of people go, geez, I don't need to practice clicking a button and then clicking buy and clicking sell. It's pretty easy. I just put the numbers in and bang, I'm done. I'm an expert. Um, what? How do you sort of see that working?
1: Yeah. I love the correlation because at the end of the day, they're the exact same. You know, it's like the only reason I feel good about throwing a whole shot in the cover too is because I've seen it and drilled it so many times. And confidence comes through preparation. So at the end of the day, you're not going to really have that confidence to pull the trigger on a certain lot size and set your parameters unless you've already done it a couple times. And I feel like that's usually why people are, like, shaking or they're, like, nonstop staring or they can't go to – like, you know what I mean? There's so many different things that come into play, and they're freaking out because they've never done it before. Um and so it's just, you know, if they really want to gain that confidence, it's not like it goes away, you know, because the difference in dropping a ten lot versus having a hundred and thirty lots live in the market at one time, like, I looked malnourished. So I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. Like to hold that from Wednesday to Monday morning, um, even with the markets frozen on the weekend, it was just like it took me a couple of days just to bounce back, just to start eating right again, and start to you know, because there's still things that go on up here that can't be explained. And so if anything, um, I just encourage people, like literally rep it out, like back test a pair or even live test, live test on a demo, a pair for at least a month using the same lot size every time and just, tr- and try to trick your mind. Like literally I-, I love theater arts. I love drama. So my ability to like, try to become this character, um has, has has served me well no different than when i put the helmet on it's like i became a new character and um i just want people to know the importance of that you have to literally make sure that you are good before you enter the game otherwise you know it's gonna
0: it's gonna be easy to get killed mm, i like that uh tricking your mind is so key right so and look it's people don't really they think their mind's like on their side but the reality is it's all the subconscious stuff that you've got no control over you got to you've got to trick it to get it to do things i mean one one thing I do is um and it's 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 an app that I paid an awful lot of money for, but I chuck these on, put the app mm-hmm. on, and I am like laser focused absolutely laser focused when I'm doing work versus when i'm not got it, when I've not got it on and um or even even if i'm trading if I put that on, put the same music on it gets me in the in the zone so you know trick your mind a great little thing so um you went you sound like you did a lot of time on demo and then you moved on to to live i mean how did that sort of transition happen were you did you falter when you started trading with live money and you know you talked about having that 4k drawdown 8k original account i mean what was your original account size when you started
1: yeah so after i had actually given that money back then i was really just starting with like 1k accounts um and so the beauty of once again, people oftentimes look at the lack of capital as a reason to not be become a good trader. And I just continue to remind myself, you know, like if you can do, uh, you know, fifty percent, you know, or, or beyond, why can't you do that on any other size account? It's just literally mental. So um, I was starting with one K accounts, and literally, you know, like I, I would grow them well and. The difference between demo and live wasn't, it, you know, wasn't as big of a difference as I find with a lot of people of like I've always been fearless in nature. But once again, that's that might, might sound good to some, but it's, it's actually one of my biggest weaknesses as well. Like my fearlessness and my just like because once again, I'm used to six foot five, 260 pound people trying to come take my head off. Like I'm, and I'm used to having to make decisions within seconds. Like I get the ball and I'm going through my thought process while people are trying to kill me. So to go from that with 60,000 screaming as loud as they can and you're, and you get your, your head rung and you still got to be thinking and be sharp to now I'm sitting in front of a computer screen and now I just have to win this game. Um, You know, the fearlessness was oftentimes a double-edged sword. So, you know, it took, a, a long time for me to actually feel like I could consistently be profitable because I would blow a 1K account and then my next one, I would like take to 9, 10K, withdraw and then blow it again. Um So it's like, you know what I mean? It still got to a point though. Uh, even how I ended up at Q's five-day course, he was doing this 3K demo ta- challenge and I decided, you know what? Let me go with 1.5 live and I took it to over 16,000 in, in about four days. And he, he said, you know what? This kid has talent. Like, because I documented the whole thing. I was posting after every trade and just showing him, like, I've been a student of yours and studying for a long time. So he actually invited me to come to his five days to continue leveling up. Um, but some of my, you know, some of my more well-known grows are like the 4.8 thousand to 64 thousand in four days. Um, the $103,000 day. Those are some of my more notable moments, but I just know, like even still moving forward as I start to tap into indices and gain a strategy for some of these more volatile pairs, that there's going to be bigger profits coming. I just know that 100k day was like the the generational uh, barrier breaker Mm. because you know what I come from is like that's you don't do that like that's not something that you just do and it's non you're nonchalant about.
0: Um, so that was like the shackles being released of years of not having anything. Talk, talk us through a 103K day. What does that look like? Um,
1: Honestly, you know, what's funny is like if I had maintained it the way I do most of my trades or all of my trades with M30 sub-fib, then, you know, it honestly would have been 200 or 300K day. But I've just seen big amounts of profit like that on my plate too many times and then not close to like, I'm like, nah, not this time. Like, this is the one that, you know, I can for sure secure and be bagged up. And then I'll go, I'll go make dying tenfold another time down the road. But my I remember my, one of my best friends, uh, Dante Lewis telling me, if you don't have a bag like that and you have a chance to secure it, you don't have an option. Like you have to secure it because
0: that's what gives you the room to then go do things in the future again like yeah and so so just uh on the detail on that i mean was that one trade or a bunch of trades or and what yeah. what was the starting balance to, to like a, if you if you started with 100k and you made 3k then you know <laughs> no I mean well so it was 103k profit so how do you get that like from a lot size point of view and an initial you know or draw down on the on the trade and that sort of thing
1: yeah, so the actual pair itself was USD, and the actual account balance started at 208000 And uh, it was, I want to say, it was 130 lots, and it was all scaled in. Um, but it was Wednesday morning. I saw a great setup. I was seeing my confluence on the higher time frames. Obviously, we've seen EU push north for a long time now. Um, and so I decided, you know what, this is it. This is a good chance to drop 50 lots. And even still, 50 lots was more than I've ever used. So it was like out of my comfort zone. Then literally two hours later, a news event dropped um, and price jumped up another 30 pips. So I actually went and draw down on my initial entry, which was already 30 pips in profit. So I was like overall 60 pip move just in seconds. We've seen it all before. And us knowing wherever price goes out the gates, le- like gave me you know, gave me confidence. Okay. This is perfect. Like this gives me an opportunity for more entries because if it had shot down immediately, then I would have been looking to close knowing, okay, price is most likely going to go back up. So that just me staying like confident and solid and understanding my parameters. Um, I dropped another, um, 50 lots and not at that point, I was a hundred lots deep, Uh, a bunch of 10 lots though, like 10 lot, 10 lot, 10 lot. Um, and then those, those trades actually went into profit. Now I'm holding those trades. Uh, They went about 80, 90 pips. I hadn't got to the 100K mark. I was probably right around like 80,000, 85,000. And I put my stop loss at break even. And I was like, all right, I'll wake up and decide in the morning. So I go to sleep. London session happens. I wake up uh, around like 7 a.m., hour before New York. And price retraced and it was only 30 pips from my entry again. So now I'm like, do I leave my stop loss at break even? Like, do I just put it back at my initial, uh, you know, stop loss area? And um, you know, obviously the right thing to do would have been just either closed or leave it and then decide to re-enter again. But once again, like, we're we we sometimes self sabotage ourselves. We sometimes are our own biggest enemy. And so me wanting to like be right about this trade i was like all right bet i'm just gonna put my stop loss back where i had it so price retraced all that friday and literally i'm like seeing the different entries that i scaled in start to go into drawdown and literally the market closed with like 70 of my trades in drawdown and 30 of my trades in profit but my overall per- parameters of the trade were still exactly how i had them so That's what still gave me the confidence. Then fast forward to Sunday night, the market actually pushed up just a little bit. Um, And then during London, it was literally like, I could have played symphony music with how hard this thing tanked. Like it was like, literally I woke up at 3am soaked in sweat because even subconsciously my body like knew what was going on. And um, I just remember I was sitting in the bathroom, had the shower running and I just literally sat there for an hour and watched, price dropped beautifully like I've never seen so many beautiful bearish candles uh drop uh, on the m30 time frame and it was like by 6 a.m I was back in bed sleeping because like I knew I was like it's gone you know like I can I can hold this until around 11 a.m once I saw over a hundred thousand and floating um you know I was overwhelmed with emotion which is also a, a cue to get out the market um, cause like if you're crying and stuff. It's like, it's like close, bro. Just close. <laughs> so going through all of that, you know, to having a really good entry to then still staying solid during news to then being 80 pips in profit and not closing to then being back in drawdown to then seeing over a hundred K. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm closing this and not, and I was out the
0: markets for the rest of the week. Well, what a crazy, amazing story and and what what was the what was the overall risk on the account so had it hit stop loss from me your- yeah uh,
1: overall risk the most drawdown I had seen was i want to say around like forty thousand forty five thousand so you're still looking at um you know almost twenty percent
0: um risk yeah. on the actual on the trade. And so what what would you have like closed it out at, or did you have a stop loss there that you would have
1: Yeah, I had a stop loss there and it was still like another twenty pips up. So it would've been like around fifty K, sixty K um that the account would have been down. Which once again, you know, like that's what I tell people is on a one K account, I'm risking twenty percent like on a trade all the time because it is true risk capital and that's what people have to really yeah. figure out is what is their risk appetite, you know, how how aggressive are they willing to get?
0: Yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, great story. Look, um, let's let's jump into some more uh, of the stats around what your trading's like now. So, I mean, do you, do you, how many trades a week are you taking?
1: Uh, honestly, like three to five. And I don't trade every week. Like, I, 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 I take my hat off to people who are just consistently showing up to the market and providing value and taking trades. But I know for myself, like, I'm a hard-on-the-sleeve kind of guy. So, if I don't feel like I'm ready to enter the war zone, then I stay away from the markets because I just know, especially being a swing trader, like you got to be, you got to have your head on right in order to like maintain these orders because people think that losing is the worst. No, losing is not the worst. The worst is when you have crazy amounts of profit floating. You put your stop at break even and then you come back like two hours later and you you didn't make anything. And so you're like, what? Like I was just thousands that was right there I thought it was mine and that's oftentimes more frustrating than anything because you feel like you wasted time you feel like you had all this capital on your plate and you feel like you wasted time
0: and and how often so three to five trades a week when you're trading how many how many trades do you win usually what percentage
1: I would say my win rate is still like so I would say it's still probably like solid 80% 85% um, but just for the most part uh like out of those three to five, even if I lose, because my risk to reward ratio is always at least like four to one. So even if I do lose three out of the five, like my two will still at least have me a break even or slightly profitable. So that's, that's why I, I appreciate about swinging is my stop losses on major pairs will be 30 to 25 pips. And then with GBP pairs, I'm looking to go like 40 to 60 pips. To give myself a little bit more breathing room, but um, the main pay- pairs I trade are EU, GU, um, and then every once
0: in a while GJ. Nice, cool, uh, righty Ho. So, uh, what time frames you're analyzing to get these entries? I
1: try to give people like a, a key five step uh, workflow because I like breaking down trading to be as simple as possible for the new user, and I, I tell them it's a game. You know, it's truly a game figure out how to play this game no different than xbox or playstation it can make you money so i, I go from the weekly to the daily um, and weekly and daily are obviously for the key levels your, your main support and resistance areas i always focus on a two to 500 pip range from where price is currently at too often i see people marking out support and resistance like thousands of pips away and it's, it's like focus on where price is at, like w- wait till it gets there to, to decide then. But then four hours, all structure work. So people got to know, OK, what is this uptrend, downtrend still based off higher timeframes? A lot of technical analysis and structure work on the four hour. Then M30 is where I'm looking to, you know, be able to set my stop loss parameter. Um, and then four hours where I set my take profit parameter. So it just gives me a tighter stop on the M30. And then I can actually look for a good range or projection on my H4, and then M5 is usually where I decide to enter. But we, as we all know, you know, there's no way to predict no drawdown or like a perfect entry trade. I just like to catch it when I feel like I'm seeing a, the shift in momentum of price on on the lower time frame on up. So,
0: nice, great explanation. We'll get to jump in, do a little video after this as well, guys. So you should be able to see some of this in, in action. Now, what does your typical trading day look like then?
1: um honestly i would say like i do prefer to trade uh like new york session i don't mind throwing a trade in around like uh you know a couple hours before london like i don't you know i know i know a lot of people wait till the actual market opens to then place a trade but for me it's more so like if i see a good setup you know i take it um especially with my parameters the way they are i consider it like um no different than like a wolf or a lion hunting, you know, like if they see a meal, they're going to go for it. It doesn't matter what time of the day it is. So for me, it just varies. Um, like, I know it's very unorthodox. I know people like need a set routine schedule, like, uh, but for me, I, I go with what works. And like that's why it's so much about making sure that I'm good up here because if we all can acknowledge that this is 80 to 85% mental, then it's like once you have the technicals mastered to a to an extent it's like the actual marking up the charts doesn't take more than 15 20 minutes at this point so now it's just making sure that the psyche is where it needs to be and that you're feeling good and you're feeling confident and you go into it knowing what you're willing to lose
0: nice and and what do you i mean like we've heard you know you had some pretty crazy things that most people haven't had in their life like um being you know a sports star for, for a university and uh living with a, a millionaire multimillionaire millionaire um nfl player uh i mean what do you think made you different from everyone else out there who's struggling to to make this thing work
1: i would just say the like the resiliency you know and that's what i touched on a little bit before is like your test created the testimony and so for me even living with somebody who already had touched seven figures, it's important to understand how they touched it. Because if somebody can't teach you how to get to that bag, then this you know I mean? it's only good for them. Like at the end of the day I already knew how to do what he was doing. I already had played the same position. Had already been in the meeting room. So I knew what that required, but I just didn't have the actual talent. Like I didn't have the actual skill set because it was more based on your overall physicality. So The mentality that I had to get me there is what makes me great. And I know not everybody has that. But even when you look at the word evolve, you'll notice inside of evolve, if you rearrange some letters, you see love. And I've I've understood that in order for people to evolve and level up, it requires a new level of self-love. Because you have to start seeing yourself in that light. You know, over 85% of people's uh, thoughts are negative. So as your conscious mind being the captain to your subconscious, if we're not putting those positive things, those, those good affirmations, you know, that right self-love um, into our subconscious, then we're literally going through our everyday life, not realizing how much uh, we actually are frustrated with ourselves. So people need to start loving themselves more. They, you know, obviously this niche is extremely hard and they shouldn't take that with a grain of salt. Like, yes, it's going to be tough. Yes, you're going to blow counts. Yes, you're gonna not feel like you know what the heck you're doing for the first couple of months or maybe a couple of years, but there you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel and the sun always comes out after the craziest storm. So as long as people get that, they should be fine.
0: And what do you recommend? So somebody working a day job, like what do you recommend they do, the steps they should take to get from like probably knowing very little about the markets to becoming a, a trader if you had to give them like a, a plan.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm not down on jobs. I'm up on opportunity. So oftentimes you'll see people in this niche say, you know, no more nine to five or like, you know, they'll be really down on a job, but at the end of the day, you got to have capital from somewhere. So there's nothing wrong at all with working a job and creating multiple streams, especially if you're not confident or you don't have a sharp blade in the market. So my recommendation would ultimately be, you know, work your job, from the nine to five and then the six to 11 or six to 12 is where you need to be working on your, your hustle because a job will provide a living. Um, but your hustle will provide a fortune. You know, wages can make you a living profits can make you a fortune. So that's what people need to ultimately understand is figure out a way to make it work. That's why I like swing trading because I could literally be up around six to seven place my trades before, or even on the way to work, half the time I'd be marking my charts up on the actual drive to work. Um, and I would just be placing trades on my MT4 and then I would hold them throughout the whole day of work. And that's when my, even my dad was starting to learn. I was, I was enjoying teaching him and spending that time uh, on our way, just to try to not only sharpen his blade, but sharpen mine, because you don't know something if you can't teach it. So that's when I started to see the true level of, and there were times where we would be there working the whole day And I was starting to have 1K days, 2K days. And I'm like, yo, pops, like, I just made in one day what what we make in a month here. And that's when he was like, wow, that is powerful. But in the same sense, there was days I lost money. And, you know, I'm pissed off because it's like when you play sports and you'll, you'll appreciate this even with rugby, it's like you have time in the locker room before you meet your family and friends to cool off. You can take a shower. You can, you know, breathe it out. You can do whatever you need to do to get your mind right before you go interact with people you love. And with trading, you don't always have that luxury. You know, when you lose a trade or you're in drawdown or you're going through it, you know, everyone else is going to feel that energy as well. So that's why I tell people this is a very lonely journey at times, not even if you have people supporting you because it's still your energy and everything that they're feeding off of as well. So you got to really maintain a certain level of composure Um, Even when things aren't going well.
0: Now, thinking about a price chart, I mean, if you had to recommend somebody go and analyze a few different things, what 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 would you say? Go and teach yourself about this sort of stuff. I think just out
1: the gates, like even on the four-hour time frame, them just breaking down overall structure and movement of price. Like, if people really do look at prices as a dragon, and they understand every single currency is a different dragon, it's almost like that movie How to Train Your Dragon, where like each dragon has its own trait. And the pairs are no different. Um, You know, you shouldn't try to trade gold the same way that you try to trade AU. You know, it's like there's different things that come into the equation. But if somebody has an actual strategy, then go apply that on the pairs that you like and see, you know, what ultimately gives you the best results. And that's what it comes down to. I'll see people who trade US 30 now only, and they're like, I haven't traded Forex in years. And it's like, you know what it's just once again like people shouldn't watch what others are doing and constantly feel like, oh, I gotta go do that. Mm-hmm. It's like take the necessary steps to get to where you need to go because too often people are comparing their chapter three to somebody else's chapter twenty seven. And when you do that, it's like the furthest difference distance between two points is a shortcut. And too many people on this niche are like comparing what they're doing to what other people are doing and comparison is the number one thief of joy so i just really recommend that people take their time on their own journey write their own story trade the pairs that work for them because at the end of the day opinions don't pay the bills like put money in your account don't worry about likes or comments or anything that someone's saying like literally make sure you get the job done
0: and put money in your account Cool, cool, cool. Now, um, thinking about a trader's mindset, so it sounds like you've done a lot of work on this over the years. Do you have any special techniques or, or hacks that you can share with us?
1: Um, even when I created, I created what I named the lot size chart. And you obviously will see like a lot of traditional lot size charts where they show, you know, mini, macro, standard. But for me, um, I almost felt like I had to become a new character every time I started to touch you know, these different levels. And um, I always tell people, start with the end in mind. Because even when I created that lot size chart, uh, I put at the very bottom, if you have now, you know, used over 100 lots, you've achieved level Thanos. And so it's like, as I went from the minis, when I first started, I, I used a Tekken character, or like a Street Fighter character, where you just button smashing. You don't really know what you're doing, you're just button smashing. And then as you get to the minis, you know, the point ones to the 0.9s, now you're starting to deal with some some decent sized money. Now you can make at least what I was making a week in target off a good a good week of trading. Then you start to get to uh, standy land, you know, the 1.0 to the 9.0. And that's where I had Jason with the mask because he's a killer. You know, he's an emotionless killer. And as you start to enter that level, you know, even with a 1.0, 30 pip stop, now that's my whole week at work is on on the line for one trade and then as you get to 20 lots and above that's what i consider trade bender um and it stemmed from the nickelodeon show uh, avatar the last airbender oh, because he had to master the four elements you can even see i have the tattoo on my hand with the different currencies oh, in there boy. um and that's a for I just, trader <laughs> for you right i call i call <laughs> myself the trade bender um and i felt like that was something i had to earn before i donned myself with the name Um, But it was something to work towards. And that's why it's like I always tell people vision is the only thing that differentiates us from any other creature on planet Earth. That's the one thing that separates humans from anything else is our vision. And yet most people get too stuck on what it is they can see. You know, sight is a function of the eyes and vision is a function of the heart. So if your heart is saying I have to make this happen, I have to get this done, then it allows your vision to stand the test of time even when you're not seeing profits, even when you're blowing accounts, even when people are telling you it's a scam, a waste of time, which I feel like we see here more in the U S than other places, just because they're not familiar that there's other currencies all over the world. They think they're literally so naive and and ignorant to the fact that, Oh, the U S dollar is the only currency. Like it's, 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 it's pretty (laughs) sad. But once again, you know, somebody is a pain should not be the, the reason behind not getting involved because, Anybody who gives you that opinion, you have to be willing to accept the results. That that's critical.
0: Nice. Um, So, if you had to recommend someone to go away, spend the next month mastering something, what would it be?
1: Psychology. You know, master yourself. Like, find out who it is that you are. Find, figure out. You know how to how to become something you've never been. And that's just what it. Ultimately, when it comes to leveling up, you want things you've never had. You got to be willing to do things you've never done. You know that's why. I tell people all the time, like you'll see someone go to the Navy SEALs, and we all understand what that comes, you know, with. That you see somebody become a Marine, or you see somebody prepare for the Olympics, like we all understand, or at least we have an idea of what's required to achieve that level of greatness. And yet, when people are spending all nights on the charts, or people are going to, you know, a, a, you know, seminars or events to try to level up their mentality. Um, it's like how, like, why are you spending all that time? Why are you, why are you going through that, that level of the rest? And it's like, how is this any different than any other niche? Like, this is the largest market on planet Earth. So if you become one of the best players in this game, like, you have an unlimited earning potential. And that's why it's like I refuse to put a, a resistance on my thinking. Like I just truly refuse to do it because there's people who are my age that are managing hundreds of millions of dollars. And it's like, what separates them from me? Like what truly separates them? And that's just where I'm like continuing to level up. And so it went from, I was always thinking from a place of scarcity. Now my like subconscious has been programmed to think from a place of abundance. So instead of focusing on my problems, now I focus on my solutions. i focus on, okay, that occurred. What can we do to fix it? And how do we move forward? And so it's just allowed things to just like, we. I can move on from losses faster. I can move on from wins faster. Um, it's not so much about like that as much as it was before. Now it's like, okay, how do we orchestrate and line up the bigger moves? Because ultimately, you know, I, I want to be a nine-figure, I, I am a nine-figure trader. I, even that word "want" like eliminated, you know, it's like you are or you aren't. Mm. And uh, my mentor had to teach me that. He said, Jason, how can you become something you already are? And I'm like, you're right. I have to start speaking these things into existence the same way I did everything else.
0: Yeah, And it seems a bit crazy, but it's it's that's the reality, right? You've got to, you've literally got to trick your mind, as we said before. Um, and I, I like that. I mean, I, I started doing this years ago, where I stopped using the word problem or like, and it's changed. It's just flip it around. Just say challenge. It's a challenge. Whatever right. it was, it was a challenge, and you just. All of a sudden, you'll find a solution somewhere. It just works. I don't know why. It just does. Um, right. We're going to jump into the quickfire round. Uh, so, first of all, what, how long did it take you to go from UB to consistently profitable? I would say two. I would say two years, two and a half years. Uh, what's your favorite entry setup?
1: Um, favorite entry setup. I do. I'm a big head and shoulder guy. Um, so I do. I really do prefer. For some reason, I find myself winning more on sales than buys which is another thing people should pay attention to as well. You know, like at the end of the day, like keep track, understand what it is that your brain seems to do well on. So for me, I like head and shoulders on like four hour timeframes. And then I like seeing a support or resistance broken with two consecutive M30 candles. So I need to see that, uh, that moving average crossover. And then I need to see two consecutive candles on the M30 to let me know, okay, like we're we're headed in the right direction. Momentum's on our side. Uh,
0: what strategies do you use to exit or manage trades? Uh, I manage my trades with M thirty sub fib. So as soon as my trade is about
1: thirty forty pips in profit, I can then decide to either put my stop at break even, um, and then from there I'm going point A to point B, and just literally maintaining on the M thirty time frame. If my thirty eight point two retracement zone is broken. Um, then I usually can just close, but oftentimes twenty three point uh, six and thirty eight point two are usually maintained, and that just allows me to keep holding and holding and holding until price gives me a reason not to. Uh, what's your recommended trading book or resource? Um, there's a there's a, a resource that one of my good friends, my brother, his name is Devonte Williams. He created the uh, Psych FX Journal. And it's phenomenal. It's filled with like literally step-by-step process for people to actually go through. Okay, why should I take this trade? Does it match my confluences? Um, So I highly recommend that. And then just like literally, um, you know, all over YouTube, you know, there's obviously some good gurus, some not. But it's like YouTube University. There's a lot of things that are accessible um, that people can really tap into to at least start to gain
0: an over idea of the concepts of how to trade. Uh, and what's your preferred broker and trading platform?
1: Uh, the broker I like to use is Nash Markets. Um, they, I just love their user friendliness. Uh, everything is BTC. So it just makes for a very smooth transition. Uh, obviously, my, my mentor uh, uses KOTFX. So predominantly, I use Nash um that's who i like to go with KLTFX is phenomenal as well so um there are becoming better platforms uh here in the u.s when i first started trading it was like slim pickings like you didn't you weren't really sure who to trust and it was like difficult to uh really like be confident in the broker versus it
0: seemed like everyone else was keeping that a secret yeah um do you want to walk us through your worst ever trade um, I would say my worst ever trade was actually
1: still early on where I had, a I had killed the entire week. Like I was absolutely on it. I was staying up to all the way through London. I was just killing it. And I want to say I had like took a 2k account to like 22,000. And um, my best friend Dante, he woke me up and was talking to me about us 30. And I was like, literally it was Friday already. So I thought, you know, I had made it to the promised land and, you know, he woke me up and was like, bro, you know, this guy just said sell U.S. 30. It was a guy who we really valued and trusted. And even that, you know, that's another thing I should highlight as well. Never over leverage or put just because you think somebody is is a successful trader that they can't lose or that they're so good they really ever lose. Um, and so I actually had literally just kept dropping .005, .005 on, on sell on U.S. 30. And it just kept going up and up and up. And ultimately, you know, all my profits were wiped in the account damn near blue. And that was literally all hours before the market even closed. Uh, So, yeah, that was rough. That That was rough rough. because it was like I didn't trade U.S. 30 at all. I was trading all my regular pairs and I had grown the account phenomenally. And then literally by that Friday, just because I woke up and I was excited to try to, you know, turn 20 into like 60 or 80 then boom, it was gone. And that was another exam- prime example of when you don't have uh, some sort of bag secured. Like if you got more in your trading account than you do in your bank account, like, you know what I mean? You should close that and move it over. And because if it's gone, then you're, yeah, what yeah. Do you, have to keep? you have nothing to keep putting in.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Now, if you could leave uh, our listeners with one piece of advice, I know you've given like lots of advice here. What would it be?
1: Um, My number one advice would just be to continue to believe in yourself. Like I remember one of my mentors said, Jason, when you believe in something, there's room for doubt, but when you know something, there's no room for doubt. So even believing is a good starting point, but at some point you have to know that you're destined for more. You have to know that this is going to work. And just that mentality is what's ultimately going to get you guys over the hump because every new level requires a, a new devil, you know? So even as you play Pac-Man, this last retreat that I was at, they had one of these like little mini arcade games in the basement and I enjoyed playing Pac-Man, but I started to remember, wow, every level, it starts to get harder and you think it's, oh, it's such a fun game. until you get like to these new levels and it's like, this is pissing me off. Like I can't even get past, you know, the third corner. And it's the same thing in, in trading. Like as you continue to level up, you know, some people will become stagnant um some people will be so eager to want to level up that they are they're overdoing it they're they're rushing the process um so i feel like it's just good to you know level up your trading but then continue to level up yourself as a person so that way you know it's almost like you you can never have just your left foot going or you're going to be in a circle you need your left foot and then your right foot your left foot and then your right foot so um people need to maintain that that overall hunger to increase the value of themselves as a person or their trading uh, will literally start to go in a circle. So that Brilliant. would be
0: my that would be my advice. Superb. Now, look um, before we wrap up. What's the best way for the guys to get hold of you?
1: Yeah, anybody that's listening, um, I'm uh, on Instagram predominantly. So go to QB STEW QB Stew uh, once again because I played quarterback. Uh, that's been my handle for quite some time. But you know, there's only one QB Stew Instagram. There's a lot of different people creating fake profiles and. Asking, hey, send me BTC. Da da da. I'll never do that, guys. So, you know, if you if you do have any questions or you're interested in, um, you know, seeing what it is that we have, um, you know, to help you guys level up for free. I'm really big on free value, free
0: knowledge. So, um, that's the best way to get a hold of me. Superb. Well, look. A big thank you to Jason for sharing with us today everything we have discussed here, along with all the links are in the show notes to find them. Simply search for Jason in the search box on TradingNut.com. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. There you have it, folks. Do please head over to the YouTube channel, check out the video we shot, or just head to Trading Nut. There are links on the uh, in the in the description of this video, uh, this podcast. So please go and check that out. Uh, we've got a massively insightful explanation of jason's trade where he had this great great that trading day so go guys you got to go and check this out and also i've got merch coming up i forgot to mention that we've got merch coming up here from trading Units, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that i think it's awesome uh, you guys hopefully you think it's awesome as well possibly a late 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 uh, christmas present or a present heading into the new year for for you from your your loved ones uh right guys that's it for episode 100 it's been an epic epic 100 episodes so many great traders and if you are wondering how am i how am i going to get through 100 episodes just do it guys just plug the podcast in go back to the beginning uh look some of these ones may not even be around forever okay for whatever reason some of them might disappear so guys please here's a little hint go and get those and download them and listen to them now all right i'll see you in the next episode of trading that or i'll see you on one of those live streams